This is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to do it one more time. That was excellent, though. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, indeed it is the day the Lord has made, and I am rejoicing because there are a number of people here who have not been here in 18 months with us. And so it is a delight to welcome all of you here today. Whether you are home with us, joining us, or here in our sanctuary, welcome to worship. It is a joy to be with you here at Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you've been a member for years and years and years, or you are visiting with us for the first time, you belong here, you are welcome here, and we are thrilled to have you. There is a red folder in your pew. If you are in our sanctuary, we invite you to note your presence with us and pass it to your neighbors so they can do the same. You may have noticed, if you looked out the windows, there is a picnic being set up, our Grounded in Grace picnic, which has been advertised for a number of weeks. The great part about our Congregational Ministry Committee is they allow me to stand up here on Sunday morning and say, even if you did not RSVP, you are welcome to attend, and there will be a lunch for you. Lunch is being provided in boxes, so uh, we do not have people interacting closely with masks off, but we thank you for coming. Please join us on this beautiful day out in the garden after worship. We're going to spread out into the lawn and the grass. If you brought lawn chairs or blankets, please make yourselves at home. It is a picnic to be enjoyed by all. And if you wouldn't mind, it is, uh, we're, we're going to talk about this when we are in the garden. It is not an easy place to get into. And so if you are someone with mobility issues, we want to help you get in there safely. If you notice someone who needs a little extra assistance, please be attentive to that. Help us all get out there so we can gather safely and fully together. As many of you are already aware, our Sunday school program for all ages began today. And all of you are invited to Sunday school each week. If you have more questions about a class or an age group, you are welcome to reach out to Pastor Alex this week, and he will be delighted to assist you. You may have already noted in our bulletin that, friends, for the first time in two years, we are fully staffed which is a gift. I can't even begin to tell you what a gift that is. You will read about two new staff members in your bulletin. One is our administrative assistant, Nicole Bryce, who is in our office Monday through Thursday. And our uh, recent one today is Yun Kang, is our new principal organist, who is here for the first time today. We are thrilled to have you join us, and I also want you to be aware that Tian Yung is our new section leader in the choir. She is also back here. You will hear from her a little bit later. We will wave to you and welcome you. Her name is not in the bulletin. I apologize for that, but Tian Yung is going to be joining our choir regularly as a new section leader among them. We are thrilled for her presence and invite all of you to introduce yourselves and be very gracious that they will not remember all your name, names, but that's a reminder to start wearing your name tags again, friends, especially with the masks on. Please find your name tag, wear those. It is a joy, a true joy, to welcome new friends, to be among old friends, and to worship our God together. So friends, please join me in the call to worship as it is printed in your bulletin. You may stand and join me in the call to worship as it's printed in your bulletin. The Spirit of God has brought us here. The Lord has set us down here 
though our bones are tired and weary. Can these dry bones live? Yes, the winds of the Spirit are starting to move. The breath of God will revive us. The dry bones are beginning to rattle. Be ready to be amazed and astonished. For God's presence will fill this house of worship. Today we come together to experience new life. Today we give thanks for the wild, life-giving Spirit of God. The Spirit is here speaking to us and through us. The Spirit is here. Let us worship God with laughter and singing. Please join us in singing hymn number 65, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. Beloved Church, our God guides us from near and far to a life of greater truth and happiness. Our God always guides us back to our loving and merciful God. So let us turn to this, our gracious God, now and reflect upon our week as we confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin followed by a time for silent confession. God, our pilgrim through this barren land, you call us to be your voices in this world, 
And too often we remain silent. You call us to be your hands in this world, and too often we fill them with things that separate us from you. You call us to be your feet in this world, but we walk our way instead of yours. You call us to prophesy to the weary, parched places of our lives, but instead we are content with dry bones. Be patient with us, O oh God, when we meet those who are empty and doubting and say nothing. Forgive us. When we meet those who need your touch and do nothing, forgive us. When we are called to prophesy and believe that even the driest of bones can live, and yet we do nothing, forgive us. Breathe life into these weary bones. Bring freedom to these lives that we might declare with heart and soul and voice that you are our Lord and our God. Surprise us, O God, in the work that you do within us. Surprise us again with your grace. Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. And the breath of God came, and the people of God were restored to new life. Beloved church, the God we serve is the God of life, the God of hope, the God of new beginnings even for dried-up bones and shattered dreams. This we trust, and this we believe. And so, together, let us rejoice and proclaim the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. forgiven people, let us share the peace of Christ with one another using the sign language we have been practicing for these past weeks. The peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Let us share the peace of Christ with one another. I would now like to invite any young friends forward for a time for young disciples. Come on, Rory. 
I would now like to invite any young friends forward for a time for young disciples. Come on, Rory, come on. Hello, come on up, come on up. Hello, Tucker. Yes, we love the running. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, let's space out. Maybe we have some, if people can sit over here, somebody can sit over here with me, that'd be great. Go ahead. That's very nice. Well, oh, I can sit over here. That's okay. All right. Well, hello, everyone. It is so great to see you. I'm so glad that you are here. And I'm wondering if you know what today is. Do you know what today is? It is Sunday. Good job, Tucker. That is good. It is Sunday. What else is going on today, on this particular Sunday? What? Church, very good, very good. It is Sunday with church, that's what we do. And particularly on this church Sunday, we did something new today. What did we do? Sunday school, this is great. Sunday school is obviously working. This is good. The reason why I brought this up is because I love Sunday school. I love Sunday school because we have an opportunity to be together. We might not have been together for a long time. It's an opportunity for us to see other people, not just our friends, but other people we haven't seen in a while, like our Sunday school teachers. And can you do me a favor? Can you look out there? Can you see any Sunday school teachers? Can, can maybe the Sunday school teachers stand up so that way we can say hello? Can we say hello to the Sunday school teachers? Thank you. Yes. yes. We are so grateful that you are here and that Sunday school teachers are here. And we're so grateful that God is here. Sunday school is a great opportunity for us to come together and be with God in playing and in stories and in learning. So do you think we can try and do that each week and come back to Sunday school and know that even if you can't come back, that we, there is always a place for you here at the church, okay? All right, well, let us pray. Repeat after me. God, we thank you, God, we thank you. for students and teachers and you. And we pray that you guide us in our learning and playing this year. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being here. You can head to the back with Mr. Carpenter for a time for music. <laughs> Beloved church, let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us 
Mold us, fill us, and use us. God, fall afresh on us. And this day, O God, as your word is read and proclaimed, may our hearts be more open to you. May our hearts be more open to that life-giving spirit that you so generously provide. Amen. Our scripture reading today, friends, comes from the prophet Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, beginning with the first verse. Listen for the word of God. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. And he said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. And you, sh you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O oh my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
just have hope. They said, don't lose hope. She begged. It's one of those fairly unhelpful sayings we've said from time to time or had said to us. Something we say because saying it is far easier than feeling the helplessness or hopelessness we might otherwise endure. When a business deal goes south, or a marriage falls apart, or a relapse occurs, or a wayward child gets fired again, or the grief is suffocating, or the chemo is ravaging your body for the fifth time, and you're fairly confident you'd rather die than endure any more of it, don't lose hope. Just have hope. Well, that's easy for you to say. You're not the one living in the depths of this valley with me. You're not living my day-to-day existence or feeling the daily, hourly ache of it all. My hope is lost. Thank you. Hopelessness has taken its place. And this, my friends, is where we find the people of Israel today. Hope was gone. All of it. They may have held on initially when the temple was destroyed, not thinking it could get any worse, but oh, it did. Because it wasn't long before the holy city was plundered. It wasn't long before their leaders were maimed and put in chains, their soldiers slaughtered, their young men and women either killed or dragged off into a foreign land. And all who were left, all of them, were exiled to the foreign world of Babylon. Life for Israel had not only been upended, it had been utterly destroyed. Everything they held dear taken away. There was nothing left to hope for. They appropriately wondered, where is God? Why has God abandoned us? Hopelessness reigned supreme. And in the middle of these unfathomable, dark, and hopeless circumstances, the prophet Ezekiel has a vision. Ezekiel is out in a valley with the Lord. Only if you followed closely, this isn't a valley he'd ever traversed before. It wasn't a valley he'd ever been invited to before. And frankly, it wasn't a valley he'd ever wanted to visit before. Because it was a valley just full of bones. Dry, dry, lifeless, hopeless bones. Hundreds, thousands, millions scattered about. A metaphor for the lifeless, hopeless circumstances of the people of Israel. And before anything else took place in this vision, the Spirit of the Lord walked Ezekiel through the bones. Look at these bones, Ezekiel. You recognize any of them? Places where hope used to live? Where joy used to reside? Look at these parched places, Ezekiel. Look at the bones. Look at the darkest places where life has ceased to exist. 
We don't know how long they walked around the bones. It could have been a day, a month, a year. But first, before anything else, they walked. They walked through these bones. Can these bones live? God asks Ezekiel. It is from among these bones, these lost memories, this lost hope that the Spirit of God calls, challenging the prophet and all who have ever looked in the face of death, calling for a response. Can these bones live, Ezekiel? Oh Lord God, you know. And I'd like to know, I, I'd like to hope again, but I can't. Because I've seen too much of that hopeless valley, my soul is crushed to its core because that hopeless valley is full of all the things I never want to see again. It's full of cancer diagnosis and marriages falling apart and deep depression and jobs lost and infertility and daily death tolls and ever-increasing apathy, partisan politics tearing us apart in churches that don't look the way they used to and maybe never will again. But can these bones live, Ezekiel? Oh, Lord God, you know. Yes. Yes, I do know. I do know because I am the God of Israel, the God who created the world and all that is in it, I am the God who brought a people to birth from a childless couple in Haran, and I am the one who freed their descendants from the living death of slavery in Egypt. I am the one who entered into covenant with them, who kept covenant with them, the one who raised judges and kings and prophets, calling them to life again and again while they continued to choose death. Yes, I do know. So Ezekiel... Prophesy to these bones. Remind them who I am. Remind them whose they are. And prophesy to these bones that they might live. So Ezekiel prophesied to the bones. And a great rattling came from among them. They quaked and they shook as they were stitched back together with sinews and flesh, bone on bone, flesh on flesh. The rattling began and it did not stop. And there was hope in the rattle. Hope that something so impossible was being stitched back together by the Spirit of God. God was present with Ezekiel to wander around the bones, to acknowledge the hopelessness around him. And God was pr present as that hopelessness began to rattle again. A rattling that just might, just might be power powerful enough to bring it up from the grave. I looked at these once lifeless, desperate, dry bones, wrote Ezekiel, and there were sinews on them. And flesh had come upon them, and, and, and skin had covered them, moments of hope, acts of restoration, but, but there was no breath in them. There was no breath. 
And so the Lord God said to Ezekiel again, Now prophesy to the breath, mortal. Prophesy to the breath and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. And I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, a vast multitude. They could not live apart from the breath of God. But bear in mind, they still began to look normal without that breath. The bones were stitched back together, sinews connected them, flesh covered them such that they looked like they were fine. Do you know anyone for whom that's true? Is that true of you? You've stitched it all back together. You make it all look fine. All look normal. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. When underneath it all, it feels lifeless and desperate like a pile of dry bones. Because those bones could not live again, live again, live again until the breath of God, the Spirit of God, the Ruach of God was breathed into them. Breathe upon them, breath of God. Breathe upon these dry, dark, parched places that they might live, truly live. Breathe life into them as you first did in that garden years ago. Breathe hope into them as you did when Jesus was lifted into resurrection life. Breathe promise upon them with the same spirit that came upon each of us at our baptism. Breathe upon them, God. Breathe upon them. Breath of God with that same spirit that moves through the world, raising people into new life when all the odds are against it. Breathe, O oh God. Ruach, breath. Breathe on them. Breath of God. And God breathed, and they stood, and they lived. I don't know about you, friends. I don't know what valley you're living in or how many dry and parched bones have found a home in your heart. But if you are walking into this next chapter of life with weariness or fear or frustration or rage or desperation or apathy or anxiety, I promise you, you are not alone. But I can also promise you that as a church, as the people of God called to witness to that breath of life again and again, we are called to pray fervently and fiercely that God would fill our weary bones with the breath of life. 
We are called as Christians to believe that from the darkest of places, hope can blossom. From the most weary of worlds, the rattling of hope can be heard. But before we can even get to that breath, before we can even get to that rattling of hope, we have to be willing to wander around the bones first. We have to be willing to acknowledge they exist, they are there, they have found a home in our heart, whether we like it or not. We have to be willing to acknowledge that they are dry and desperate and parched and hopeless, so hopeless, so hopeless, that even if the Lord God came upon them and showed them to you and asked Ezekiel or Tom or Kathy, Dave or Nancy, can these bones live? Even then, we would not know how to answer other than to say, I don't know, God. It sure doesn't feel that way. But you know. So Ezekiel, Lauren, Marion, Dan, Eric, prophesy to these bones Remind them who I am. Remind them whose they are. And prophesy to these bones that they might live. Ask for help. Go to a meeting. Apologize. Call the therapist. Whatever it is that you need for sinews to begin to grow. For flesh to begin to return. For bone to attach to bone with the great rattling of hope. But Jack and Emily and Robert and Jamie, don't forget the breath. Because next you'll need to prophesy to the breath. Call it up from the four winds. Remember who you are and whose you are, and remember that there is no place so dark no bones so dry, no heart so desperate that God's breath cannot reach it and call it to life again. For we are called to pray fervently and fiercely that God would fill our weary bones with the breath of life. We are called to believe that from the darkest of places, hope can blossom. From the most weary of worlds, the rattling of hope can be heard. My friends, I believe at this particular point in our world, at this particular point in the life of our church, when many are fearful, and many are wondering, where do we go from here? I believe that as Christians, we have the particular responsibility to remind ourselves and remind each other that these bones can live, that new life can be breathed into weary and dry bones, perhaps in new ways, perhaps in ways we didn't ask for and in ways we weren't expecting, but we are also responsible for pointing toward the only one who can bring that life. 
because we cannot do it on our own. We can kill ourselves trying, but we cannot do it on our own. We are responsible for calling upon that breath to fill our weary bones with new life. To call upon God is the only one who can do it and remain open to God's breath as it fills our life, our lungs, again with new life and new breath. I pray, I pray that you will do this in your own life, in whatever dry bones or pile of dry bones you have set up in your heart today. I pray that you will do this in your own life. And I pray that you will do this on behalf of our church as well. Praying fervently and fiercely that God would fill our weary bones with the breath of new life I can assure you, I can assure you that we are walking into this new church year with new ideas, renewed energy, and a readiness to adapt and shift however it is needed. But we do so knowing that it is only through God's life-giving spirit that we can hope to live at all. God will continue to fill us with the breath of life, and God will sustain us for whatever comes. As I said to your session, as I've said to many of you, thank goodness, thank goodness, the future of Morrisville Presbyterian Church and the future of the church universal does not fall on our shoulders. Because if that were the case, we would be in a world of trouble. But thanks be to God, friends, the future of our lives, the future of the church is a future we entrust to the triune God. Creator, redeemer, and sustainer, the one who breathed life into being, the one who breathed upon disciples like us that we might be a part of that rattling of hope in the world and the one who continues to fill us and sustain us with the breath of life. As our brief statement of faith, which we're going to read in just a moment, as that brief statement of faith is quick to point out, we do live in a broken and fearful world. But the Spirit... That same spirit that filled dry bones with the breath of life and fills our weary souls even today, that spirit gives us courage for all that is to come. May we be a people willing to name the dry bones that have piled up in our lives. May we be a people who believe that from the most weary of worlds, the rattling of hope can be heard. And may we be a people willing to courageously answer, can these bones live? With yes. With God's help alone, yes. Yes. And a thousand times, yes. Thanks be to God. 
Amen. Whether we feel dry or filled with new life, let us stand in the spirit and breath of our God. Please stand and join together in affirming our faith, a brief statement of faith as it is printed in your bulletin. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in one body of Christ, the Church. The same Spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture, engages us through the Word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to all ministries of the church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of peoples long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives, even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let us continue to join our voices together as we sing hymn number 286, Breathe on me, breath of God.
be seated. And let us turn now to a time for prayer. Let us pray. We praise and thank you, O Lord, our God, maker of all things, for the ways you feed us in faith. By your word, we come to new understanding and glorious revelation. By your grace, we witness the way you see us in love and compassion. By your spirit, we partake in the powerful energy of your new beginning, where dry souls eventually sing shouts of joy, where low moments continue on a path to high ground of endless possibilities where shadows and darkness are pierced with your subtle and powerful light of goodness and transformation. Holy God, hear before us our genuine thanks and humble petitions as we gather on this day to center our lives around you. O Lord, our Redeemer, you sent your Son to us so that we might know a way to wholeness in the midst of difficulty. So we pray to you, Jesus Christ, what troubles our hearts. Remember your servants who are far away from their families and friends, lonely in care homes or isolated in mind and soul. Pour out your presence upon them and surround them with connections of your wonderful life. Son of God, we lift up the many people we worry about who face illness or injury. Give them your strength in their recovery and support them as they learn to live with pain of body and spirit. Jesus, our friend and teacher, continue your work through all of us that we might be a global church and a shared human race. Where there is famine and war, so peace and healing. Where there is hatred and fear, bring about friendship and reconciliation, all in your name. Spirit of the ever-living God, whose breath brings forth multitudes out of dry bones in dead valleys, hear the prayers and petitions we bring forth this day. Look upon your church and guide us to be the people you have called us to be. Keep us one in faith and service, coming together around meals and mission proclaiming your good news in word and action, all so that your world may know your love and grace. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen friends as we seek to join together and sing the final hymn tian young will lead us in the first verse of the hymn O breath of life, which is found in your bulletin, followed by us all joining together the remaining verses. Please stand and join in singing together. friends, as we go out from this place, may we be a people willing to name the dry bones that have piled up. But may we also be a people who believe that from the most weary of worlds, the rattling of hope can be heard. And may we especially be a people willing to courageously answer, can these bones live? With yes, God, only with your help, yes, Yes, a thousand times yes. Friends, we hope you will join us outside for our picnic, but if not, we hope today. As you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. 
Be with those you love, and be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen. Amen.